You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. American Sony. British Sony? The Royal Sony? The Royal Sony. The, the Royal, we'll Sony. Go Royal Sony. In the long, long ago time, the ancients got together and they formed the perfect podcast. I don't know what it is, but this is Twig. I'm Proxy. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And I'm Judy Hopps. Oh, oh no. Uh, I'm glad to see you're off of meter reading duty. <laughs> For the weekend. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so welcome to Twig. And boy, it has, it's felt like it's such a long week. It sure it did. Long weekend ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Nope. Long well, weekend ahead of me. Yeah. You elected to work on Monday though. So. To get paid $30 an hour. Mon- it's Yeah. <laughs> Need so them months. It's fine. Although you did have a three-day weekend, technically. You didn't work today. Yeah, but I had to go to the doctors. Yeah, that always sucks. Gross. Gross. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what have you been playing this past week? Um, Mostly... Days Gone. Days Gone. Thank you. I I saw that your your brain flatlined. Gone. It flatlined. I saw Um, it. Yeah, no, I've mostly been playing Days Gone. It's not been the only game I've been playing, but... I did almost throw out my PlayStation. Yeah, we had a moment. Yeah, let's go into that. So, yesterday? I don't know. Yesterday, day before. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday, I'm playing Days Gone. And I've been playing at this point for like two, three hours. And mind you, I have about 45 to 50 hours into the game and I'm not done. A lot of it's because I dilly-dally and I go venturing out in the free world that it is. And the game crashes. Which happens kind of a lot. It doesn't, not with Days Gone. This is the first time it's ever crashed on me on Days Gone. I think I've only ever had a game crash on me like once or twice on console. No, I've had multiple games crash on me. You haven't played enough Skyrim for the PS4 or the Switch or the PC. I haven't played Skyrim. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so the game crashes. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Give it a second. Report the problem. Blah, blah, blah. Load the game back up. Loads up and... If you have never played Days Gone, you know it takes like 10 minutes to load the game. Fair. It's a big game. It's open world. Like, the render distance is amazing. So, like, good on you. I don't fucking care. Hit, you know, press any button to continue. Press any button. Continue, save game, load game, blah, 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 blah. Continue. Cannot load this file. File has been corrupted. It was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen that before. I saw that and my blood started to boil because I'm thinking to myself, I have like 45, 50 hours into this game. If I have to restart this, I'm not playing video games ever again. (sighs) Yeah. Especially like where I am story arc wise and just so on and so forth. So I'm freaking the fuck out, especially after the week I've had. Yep. Long story. Short. Bad week. So I'm freaking the fuck out. So I was like, well, hold on. She looks it up. You know, like, okay, well, how do you figure out, like, how to save a corrupted file? If you can repair it, if you can go back. Luckily, I can because I have everything saved on an external hard drive. And, like, it, everything saves. Every autosave, even if you don't see it in your save menu still saves onto your hard drive anyway, regardless if it's external or not. And I think by default, but I'm not 100% sure, PS Plus lets you cloud save. auto cloud save or lets you cloud save every time you save a game. It just saves right. to the cloud. And I, th- yep. I think that's p- part of why my save files are still there. I think so. All of my auto saves because it automatically uploads to the cloud. Mm-hmm. So either way, go into the storage, find the corrupted file, Luckily, there was a save file like two minutes before before that. So I delete the corrupted file, load it back up. And it's fine. Thank Christ. As I'm like finding an instruction on like how to do that, where it's like it tells you exactly where to go, how to, do- how to delete the corrupted file, whatever. 
And then it was like, step one is do that. And Morgan had just finished and tried to start up the game again, and it was going fine. And then it was like, step two is take the disc out and make sure there's no dust on the disc. Which at this point, the the game's been in my PlayStation for a week. So it's definitely not smudged. It could be smudged. It couldn't be smudged, but it could be like dusty, maybe. I don't know. But like, that's such a weird conclusion to jump to. If a game crashes, I'm not thinking, oh, it's my fault. (laughs) I think it's something happened. I don't think, oh, my game is dusty. You're not like clearing all the used bottles off the console (laughs) and going, maybe something (laughs) fell in here. I'm I'm not like lighting a really long 1940s cigarette off my PS4 because it's so dry. It's my sex box and her (laughs) name is Sony. Uh, But either way, so I. You tell me I got dust in my slit? Yeah. (laughs) So if you ever have a corrupted game on any system search a store just be calm and google it before you start panicking because there's probably a way to fix it i in my head i was like there's no way that any game has one save and that's it there has to be like backups and auto saves so that it can draw information from those saves and give you your game there has to be a way so it's probably fine but i'm going to google it so so played the game a little bit longer and then i get to this point in a mission where i'm supposed to go into this cave but it it's blocked by a wall <laughs> there's, of shit. There's no cave. There, there, well, there's a cave opening, but I can't go into it because it's just blocked. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is part of the mission. Like you got to find a way around it because like the zombies in this game like piss and shit. Like that's how you follow their trails through their piss and shit Ew. because they're zombies. Whatever. Um, but either way, like I try to like go around it, and it's like you're leaving the mission area. I'm like, great. So I'm supposed to actually go through here. Am I supposed to like blow up this part or? throw some grenades at it, throw all the different explosives I have, Molotovs, shoot at it, nothing happens. Like, I guess it's time to turn off the game. Because it just, it, at this point, the PlayStation is chugging. It's, it's like breathing fire because it's so oh. hot. So yeah, that, that was the end of Days Gone for me this week. Um, otherwise, uh, I played some Sims. Bought some more extensions and expansion packs. Well, because they have the expansion pack, the... They have, like, expansion game pack and and then stuff, and it's, like, a really good deal. For 50 bucks. It's, like, $20 savings. So I was like, okay, well, I got paid. (laughs) So I did that. Created two new characters, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really to expound on right there. Um, Then today... I played some Tetris 99. See what that's all about. It's Tetris, but against 98 other people. Yeah. It's fucking hard. Uh, The highest I've gotten is to the 20th percentile left. Ooh. Which is, that's when like, at 50% is when the music starts getting faster. Oh no. And if you've ever played Tetris and you know the music is faster, everything else gets faster. So then like I had the switch on I went on to uh, Nintendo Online and I played some Punch-Out because it's been a coon's age since I've played Punch-Out. Realized I cannot play (laughs) Punch-Out. You beat Glass Joe. I I beat Glass (laughs) Joe. That's it. Um, Played some Excite Bike. Nothing else on that. And then I downloaded Brawlhalla. Yep. And that's a game that you need to use a Pro Controller for. And I wasn't about to go across the living room to get the Pro Controller. Like, you don't need to. Like, you can play with the Joy-Cons, but it's a lot harder. I, I believe that. That's but like, it was pretty fun for what I the round and a half that I played. And then we came outside to meet you. Yep. Well, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I've played this week. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't play any Rage this no, week. No, you didn't. Because I've just been so disappointed in the graphic. Oh, no. But I also think I'm going to upgrade my PS4 to a Pro. Yeah. So that might help it if HDR settings change it. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. That's it. Sweet. Sarah, what have you been playing? Uh, I obviously played The Sims. That's my life right now until I decide <laughs> to peter out on that and hate it. I'll give it a month. The Sims, it's the new Horizon Zero Dawn for you. Yeah. Well, like, that's the funny thing is, like, a game like Horizon, I'll always go back to it. But... The Sims is like, I'll pick it up for two months and then drop it for a year and then pick it up again for two months and then drop it for a year. I just, I've always gone through those phases with the Sims games, which is funny that I've only owned this one. (laughs) 
I super legally acquired Sims 2 base game many years ago. And I played the shit out of it. But like, I never really owned it because I super owned it legally off the internet. Um, I, I think I played Skyrim at some point. But I decided it'd be fun to build Morgan a house in The Sims because I like to build houses. It's all I like to do. I like to make people build houses and then stop playing. <laughs> Let the game play itself. I fully committed to like five actual Sims and like their their life because I don't know. It's hard to actually just play because you just watch them do so much stuff. They just all they want to do all day long is read books. And it, that's fine, but do other things. Um, so I built Morgan one <laughs> house. She was like, I want a big and I like modern houses. So I made a big house and I tried to make it modern and then I fucking hated it. So I made her a second house and it's smaller, but it's modern. She hasn't gotten a chance to play it yet, but I'm excited. I'm probably going to build like four more houses before I'm actually satisfied with the status of the house that I built for my wife. Yeah, because she's always like, I be- built you a house. It's garbage. <laughs> I built you a house. I hate it so i just motivate him to like build another one yeah <laughs> i built you a house it's basically a dumpster it keeps her <laughs> occupied for hours so yeah and then i'll have like because i just use the fucking tv monitor you know <laughs> so i'll just have the giant sims window on my left i don't know why on my left it just feels good and then like a tiny little youtube window over on my right so i can still like Feel like I'm a person. Yes, yeah. so I can feel like I'm a person. Sarah saying I fucked up your house, so I say build your another build me another one is like the equivalent of using a laser pointer with a cat. <laughs> God damn it! What a great analogy, though. Yeah, I am just a cat. I am simple. I think that's it. I think last week I had just started a new character in Skyrim, yeah, so did. I think I haven't really done much on that. But I'm going in a completely different direction than I normally go in. Except I did. Just realized I did immediately start the Dark Brotherhood quest line, which is the first thing I always do. So maybe not that different. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. What did you play? Oh, man. So stream wise, we played more Dragon's Crown and Persona 5. Yeah. Again, or still, I should say. Yeah, more. I'm getting more into Persona 5 as we go along. It is It's very good. Um, Even as a spectator. Yeah, like letting Mark play it and me spectating. That way, I can also pay attention to the chat and like do all right. the. Right, it must be kind of nice to say. How's it feel to be a spectator? Yeah, it must be kind of nice, but also a little. It is stressful. a little bit nice. Uh, well, I didn't want to put the stress on him of having to feel like he needs to pay attention and right. like, do everything with chat. So, right. I was like, okay, you, because he had when we were first recording videos together and doing like just here, we're gonna put a microphone down. You and I are gonna play Fatal Frame, and then when we're done, I'll edit it, and it'll be a thing we we have. Yeah. Um, and when we were doing that, he even had a problem being able to like commentate while playing the game. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't know if I can do this, man. Like your commentary is on point, but like, I can't play a game and do commentary at the same time. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten better at that, but I didn't want to be like, Hey, I know you stepped away from this years ago, (laughs) but now that you're back, we have a lot of regulars that show up in the chat and like try to pay attention to everyone, but also play the game, but also commentate, but also talk to me. Yeah. So I'm like, we'll talk. I'll bring up important things that are said, but he's starting to get more into the chat as things Mm -hmm. go on. It's kind of great. His brother Mike joined the chat, which is great. Yeah, it was really fun. We had so many people who were just like either very into Persona or they just like happened to be like, oh, I'm free. I can watch the stream. Because we had like so many people who aren't usually there. They just happened to be there on Tuesday and it was kind of great. Good times. Um, Outside of that, um, I put my Cthulhu pet into deep sleep mode. Oh. Because there's not much left for me to do, really, mm-hmm. except like just maintain. So I put him in deep sleep because I don't feel like continuously having to deal with him as I'm trying to live my life. Yeah. Also, they're coming out with a second one that I pre-regged for. Of course you did. Um, because, I yes, I'm garbage. <laughs> um, I, let's see, geez. Oh, you know what I played this week that I haven't played in a long while? StarCraft 2. Oh, fun. I'm on, I forget the exact name of the mission. If you're, if you're a StarCraft fan and you're listening, StarCraft 2, you'll know exactly where I am, but I don't remember the name of the map. But it's one where the star near the planet is going supernova. Mm-hmm. So it's a wall of fire working its way across the map that you're racing against to get some Protoss artifact. That's terrifying. Oh, fuck that one. I hate it so much because it's like, oh, one. you just got to keep picking up your base and moving it over. Oh my God. And also fighting off enemies as you're working your way through. 
and also you have very limited resources. And I'm like, this is this is rough. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. This is really rough. But that's just because I'm not great at StarCraft. Mm. It's not my it's not my forte. I just like it. Right. The only um, thing I know about StarCraft is from being on the internet since I was 11 years old and like memes and stuff before yeah. memes were called memes. I know almost nothing about it. When memes were just those funny internet things. When memes were just like internet jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they were and when name. memes were popular for months at a time and not like six hours. Oh, my God. They are, though. Now, six hours at a time. Yeah. Memes are great. And then they disappear. And then, and then they're over. Unless it's vines. And then vines are just like timeless for some reason. Anyway. But yeah. So played a little bit of Starcraft. Which was wonderful. I tried playing a little bit more of DX2, the Shin Megami Tensei augmented reality demon hunting game. Mm. It's it's neat. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very SMT esque. Yeah. In that there's like a sort of a plot that you follow along, and you got to catch more demons. And demons don't. It's not location based. I can just you put your hand in front of the phone, it'll sense your palm. And then it can find flat areas in the room and you can summon demons pretty much on any flat surface. Yeah. I like that it's not like location based because like, yeah, it's great to like get people out of the house and walking around and stuff. Sometimes I just want to play me a good AR and not have to go anywhere. I'm not, I'm not going to leave my house for Pokemon Go. It's just not going to happen. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, But it sounds like from what Mark was saying is like, it's one of these things. It's fun to start out, but as you get farther in, you need better demons. And it's one of these games where you can either pay money for better demons. Oh. Or you can sit there and grind and hope you find something good. Yeah. Not ideal. And it's like, I don't have that kind of time to sink into a game. It's like if every time you got into a new area of Pokemon, it was like, you can try to find the new ones from this route, or you can give Nintendo $6. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bullshit. You know what else you played last weekend, I think? Was that game. Oh, PS1. yeah. Silhouette Mirage. Yeah. It was so cute and the music was so good it was very adorable i see why you like it so much yeah it's one of those like if you have time to just sit around sorry if you keep hearing clacketing on the microphone it's just me i'm trying to clean my glasses and because i have no depth perception without them i keep clacking my glasses on the mic i apologize cleaning her glasses with her shirt like a heathen i don't have a thing on me oh yeah there's like a million of them well once i took my glasses off i couldn't see anything so that's my defense it's over i'm gonna go ahead and clean my glasses now (laughs) you gotta clack your glasses Um, all over the mic like i did i i'm up in the air right now with um, my playstation plus subscription didn't renew yeah because the stupid card had 6317 on it and it needed 6372 to renew so because dumb. of tax stupid taxes on digital items that are fake yeah it's not even a digital item that's so dumb <laughs> so so i'm living a life without playstation plus right now kind of crazy it's it's a little yeah. weird but i'm also thinking like i could pay 60 bucks for another year of plus or i could pay 15 it would just buy journey yeah and not worry about the subscription anymore you know what's really funny is like Morgan bought me PS Plus for my birthday so that we could play like Anthem and Fallout 76 and stuff. Two games we've never played together and I haven't played since they came out. (laughs) Yeah, I've played Anthem once and Fallout 76 once during the beta. We all know how I feel about that by now. Um, For no other reason than just, I just am so tired all the time. But my life is no different with Plus than without it. I do have a lot of anxiety surrounding like, Morgan spent, I think, 50 or $60 on it for a year for me, and I just haven't used any of it, so I feel like it's I'm wasting it for it some reason. It made sense for me when Morgan and I were playing a lot together on yeah. PS4 and when we were playing Overwatch a lot. But I'm like, at this point, I'm just going to kind of see how long I can go before I like need, need it. it. Yeah. Because I still have, obviously, the game catalog, but there hasn't been anything in the last like three or four months that's come out yeah. for PlayStation but Plus. If that you want to play one of the games you've gotten off of Plus, you can't play it anymore. I know. That's the thing. That's why I said I could just buy Journey. Right. Because I was like, okay, well, how many of the games that I got from Plus do I actually care about? And it's basically Journey, Abzu, Rhyme. Yeah. Bound. Like four games. And I was like, I could just buy them outright. Yeah. Alternatively, I'll wait until I have a hankering to pay one of them and I'll go buy like three months of Plus. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, three months is up. Or like, like do I want maybe it again? there'll probably end up being like a handful of deals during the year where it's like, get a whole year for $20 or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, fuck yeah, then. Wait until the Black Friday sale. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. But I'm like, I'm going to see how far I can go and push it without having plus before I really feel like I need it. Yeah. I hate that you need it, like, in order to play. Yeah, like, see, and that's, that's the funny thing, too, is, like, I don't need plus, but if I didn't have it, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. See, I was thinking that with uh, Xbox Game Pass. Like, it's cool to have, but I don't feel like I downloaded uh, Gears of War 4. Yeah. Halo 5. Crackdown 3. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like I own those games. They feel like a watered down mishmash of garbage that's just sitting on my console because I'm like, they're not actually mine. I, I almost feel like it's not even a game. Right. And I don't know. There's just some disconnect there for me with game subscription services like that. Like, it's cool, but I almost get like so overwhelmed that there's so much to choose from. Oh, absolutely. That I'm like, I don't even know what to play. Yeah. And I found with the PlayStation, I uninstalled a lot of the games that I've like I just had installed because I have these with plus. Now I don't for the time being. So I went through and cleared out like several hundred gigs on my external and then moved everything on my internal to the external as far as game storage goes to free up some space. Yeah. Let things move around and breathe a little bit. So like my hard drive now, my external is not even half full. Nice. All right. No, it's a little over half full because I was going to see if I could move everything to the internal. But I have like 600 gigs worth of game stuff and a 500 Jeez. gig hard drive. Right. Um, but now the internal only has like 16 gigs of stuff on it. <laughs> so the base operating system. Basically. Base operating system and like video apps. Yeah. And that's about it. But I kind of I kind of like that. I feel fresh. Yeah. I was organizing my um, external media drive for like all of our video projects and stuff the other day. And I was like, it's just an organization kind of day. Mm-hmm. But Digital spring cleaning is like a thing. Oh, yeah. I'm about it's... to revamp my whole computer. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so good. Maybe Stressed. tomorrow. Ooh. Stressed. Maybe tomorrow. Let's, let's talk about that. We will. After the podcast. Uh, um, you can't use that. Good Mythical Morning is on break right now. Which, by the way, is so tragic. I started, I tried to go to my YouTube subscriptions oh, on Monday because oh, they're let's on. Let's talk about that. They're on, yeah. They're on a two week break. I was break. like, what? Do they have a show called After the Podcast? Wouldn't surprise me. They do. They have a Saturday show run by the producer Stevie called Let's Talk About That every Saturday. And it talks about that week's shows. Yeah. I mean, it's great, but (laughs) you just made me think of it. But they're on break right now. And I started on Monday. I went to the subscriptions and I was like, where's GMM? Ah, fuck. They they made me make them part of my daily routine. And now they're gone for two weeks. Why? (sighs) How dare they? Uh, I, earlier this week, I actually also played the um, Kevin was cleaning out his closet of nerd stuff and I inherited a lot of it. So I got like two more bottles of Nuka-Cola Quantum. Yeah. I'm donating one to Joe Blay because he has a Pip-Boy, but ne- didn't make his way to the store before everyone had fist fought them all out. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need four of them, dude. Like, No, barely even need two. <laughs> barely even need one. Well, I had one and Annabelle had one. Then when she moved in, we had two. Now I have four. So, but Yeah. Uh, I also played a little bit of Pokemon Go this week. Hell yeah. Uh, just here and there kind of stuff. Getting those steps in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I actually set it up so it'll track my steps now. Nice. Because it was s- turned off to sync with my pedometer. Yeah. So I was like, why are my eggs not hatched? Oh, <laughs> now they hatch like nobody's business. It's great. Great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've played. So let me bring to you the news of games that are going to be coming at you next week. Tuesday, May 28th, we'll have Blood and Truth for PSVR. The Legend of Heroes, Trails, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel for PS4. I've heard good things about that, to be honest. The the Trails of Cold Steel series. Never even heard of it. Oh, it's um, Trails of Cold Steel 2. I'm sorry. I forgot to put the 2 oh, in okay. there. But yeah, the Trails of Cold Steel game, the first one, I think it was, I heard really good things about. Oh. Um, Little Friends, Dogs and Cats for the Switch. I'm so excited. <laughs> Labis and Labyrinth. Labis x Labyrinth. XL limited edition for PS4 and Switch. Thanks for the, uh, or maybe it's Labis by Labyrinth. I don't know how they, I know. they put the Labis, little X. It's Labis S- X Labyrinth. Yeah. You never know with half of these things. Uh, and then on Friday, May 31st, we'll have Trover Saves the Universe for PS4 and PSVR. That one's by Squanch Games. Squanch? Yeah. Squanch yeah. Games. On that note, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, let you listen to some smooth jazz elevator music. Probably not, but you can listen to an ad or something, and then uh, we'll be right back (laughs) with game news or something. Whatever it is. Huh? Oh, um, yeah, this is an ad. This is definitely... Hi, uh, welcome to the midway point of the show. Uh, I didn't see you come in, but uh, welcome. So 
Uh, oh, geez, I probably should have scripted something. Um, so, hey, uh, I spent some time and I changed around the way that the Yeah Dude Patreon works because there's so many things asking for your money these days. And I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we don't need a whole lot of subscriptions that people pay because, you know, you pay enough. You probably got like the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazons and the Prime and all sorts of other crazy things. Maybe you pay for YouTube TV. I don't know your life. I don't know your story. All I know is that you're here listening to the podcast and you probably like it. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a nice thing to listen to. And sometimes you're like, man, I really want to get closer to that experience. You know what you can do? You head over to our Patreon and you know what you can get? You get like royalty-like treatment for guess what our highest tier is now guess what guess how much guess how much it is two dollars i didn't ask for a dime two dollars cash and for a two dollar monthly contribution to the show you can help us give back to the community because let's face it your two dollars won't help me much but i can help other people your collective monies can help us fund for games and fun activities for the community for well however long we are around for so that being said check out patreon.com backslash yeah dude and do a thing all right maybe uh back to the show she's the clacker board cut audio sync rolling sound speed and action and welcome back. We are going to, we, I am going to throw it over. We, the, the royal we. We, the collective. Are going to throw it over to Morgan for posterity and new stuff. The British we. Um, as Roxy has said already, this is This Week in Gaming, episode vault 111. <laughs> I was hoping you'd this say that. Episode our, one. This is our one. One. follow episode. With nothing. We, every episode is a fallout episode. This Did I mention our, that New okay. Vegas sucks? This, <laughs> this is our follow episode, and I'm just going to double check. No follow. No Bethesda. Nope. Nothing this week. Ooh. Either way. So Didn't this is episode 111. Uh, we are recording this on Friday, May 24th. When this hits your earballs, it will be Saturday, May 25th, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, happy long weekend to those of you who have the long weekend off. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Play a lot blah, of blah, games, blah. guys. Yes, please. Don't do. go around thanking veterans. I was just about to say, don't please, be sure uh, not to do like sure do that any day if you feel so inclined. But don't feel like our, it's Memorial but, Day. Thank you for your service. That's Veterans Day. Yeah. Our, 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 our military personnel friends. Ugh. 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 Love you, Static. But, <laughs> no, but because it, it's really awkward. On It's awkward enough for most of my military friends that t- have told me about, like, on Veterans Day to be thanked. Yeah. To thank them on a day that is meant to remember fallen soldiers that died in the line of duty. Like, that's a little. Thank you for your service. I'm still alive. It's a little whoopsie. Yeah. It's a New York whoops. Believe it. <laughs> hey, so anyway. yo, whoops. <laughs> Go uh, on. All right. To drop s- us into some newsy news. Yeah, to drop into some news. A little Sony news. Uh, the American Sony. British Sony? The Royal Sony? The Royal the, Sony. The Royal we'll Sony. go Royal Sony. Uh, <laughs> Sony Entertainment uh, has formed a studio that will produce movies and TV shows based on games called PlayStation Produ- Production Productions. PlayStation Productions. I love it. Uh, Sean Layden, chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios, said that this is Sony's chance to address Hollywood's inability to translate games into movies. Yep. Listen, don't write checks that your ass can't cash, Mm. first of all. We'll see how that goes. That's why I'm saying this now, because if they make an Uncharted series or movie and they fail, I'm going to... I think even Sony knows that if they make an Uncharted series, they have to sign Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. (laughs) That would be so sick. I think he would. I have have some amount of faith because Sony produced um, Powers, the series that was an exclusive to PlayStation Plus. For a while, yeah. Um, I mean, you can like buy the box sets, but it's on Hulu now. It's a really good series. Hmm. Like, I remember Mark and I watching the first season as it came out in episodes. And it is so good. It's so well put together. It's It was very much its own thing. I didn't feel like it was like trying to be everything else. And mm-hmm. It was before the big rise in every Marvel comic hero needed their own entire series. Yeah. See, and this is why I'm telling them not to cash or write checks that their ass can't cash. Because Sony produced the original Spider-Man movies. 
They did. Um, okay. Well, okay, but Sam Raimi, the first Spider-Man movie. And the original on. Ghost Rider movie. Let's, hold on. That Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that. The original Spider-Man movies. Were garbage. Tim when, when you, Tim, Tim, when you were <laughs> an eight to 13 year old child, were the fucking best movies. They really were. They were so good at the okay, time. So the first Spider-Man came out when? 2001. 2001. I was nine. So I was. I'm going to double check four, that. I was fact check yeah. myself, but. It was after 9-11. I know that much. Yikes. <laughs> well, because it was going to, Spider-Man 1 was going to release uh, like a week after 9-11, but then they had to take out the towers. I mean. Because that was one of the things in the trailer was Spider-Man caught a helicopter between the towers. Yeah, yikes. Yep. Yeah, I remember that being, having to be taken out. No, so the Biden, original Spider-Man was 2002. I was off by yeah, a little bit. That's crazy. So I, I was, was 10. 14, 15. Yeah. Either way. Um, but yeah, like uh, Sony doesn't have a great track I also, record. Imagine what games were in 2002. They were garbage. Exactly. Well, and games okay. are good now. Games were garbage if we look through a time machine, exactly. like eyeglass. But if we're, we saying. were there in 2002, they were fan-fucking-tastic. Exactly. When I was seeing Spider-Man 1 with my best friend Tim McGuire in the movie and <laughs> inferior Franco brother, like, they were so good when I was a kid. Just like games were good when I was 10. No, they're bad. Right. So, like, I have faith that I things just, have changed. I, I just hope that they bring their A game, especially because yeah. they're using PlayStation as a name for their productions. So, mm -hmm. like, I well, I you really got to step up with I your AAA game. I don't remember if I put it in the notes in the typed notes, but Sean Layden said that he is like kind of frustrated with how every time a game movie is made, it does so badly because not only is the nature of turning games into movies, like everybody knows it's a joke, right? right. But then the, the people who make the movies are leaning into that and they don't bother to make it good because everybody expects right. it to be bad. And that's where I'm hoping where like people, like production studios or even just directors alone and editors alone take it upon them to make movies in the same light as Pokemon, as like yeah. Detective Pikachu. Oh my God, it was that so... Was the well, best okay, so game, we're gonna, game adaptation. We're going to get into a little history of the, the film world real quick because... I mean, I took the history of film, so go ahead. Oh, no, oh I know. Uh, I'm talking the modern, like the present day film world. The reason I think Detective Pikachu was so good is because it was produced in part by Legendary Pictures right. and the Pokemon company. You have the company that made the games... And legendary pictures. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the for those that company don't, that's all about the fans and not about the yeah, consumer. For those that don't know, I went to a Massachusetts Production Coalition meeting a few years ago where the head of Legendary Pictures, excuse me, which is based in Boston, but has a studio out in California, head of Legendary Pictures came to give a talk there. And when he was talking, he was going on about how in the film world, you obviously need to recoup because it's a deficit. It's a deficit. Yeah, you industry. make a movie in a deficit. You make a movie at like an eighteen billion dollar deficit or something ridiculous, and you hope you can make that back. Um, so, in order to make most of their money back, most studios they have like a funnel model where at the top is like the entire population of the world. You go down a rung, and it's a little smaller. Yeah, and it's the like drones, the population of people who will actually be able to see a movie. The drones, their and, family, and then the real fans. Right, and then at the very bottom, the tip of the funnel. At the, like the very tight knit area is the hardcore dedicated fan base. And most companies, they said, will find the highest rung, the widest spectrum they can start at and then work down until they're like, yeah, there's no point in going any smaller, which is garbage because you're never going to get that hardcore fan base in there. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas legendary, they're like our idea when we make it when we put a movie together is we want to start from the bottom with the hardcore fans and please those people first. And then work your way back up. Did they make the World of Warcraft movie? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, they made Warcraft. They, I mean, they also made The Great Wall, which they were explaining that because a lot of people were pissed off with uh, The Great Wall starring... Casting uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, with Matt Damon as the main character. But and I actually were like, why would you movie. make That was a actually a good movie. That, well, a lot of people were like, why would you make a movie in China casting a white dude? And they were like, that's because we have... They have like a machine that runs an algorithm. Yep. And we'll tell them basically who to cast for different things yeah. based on people's opinions on the internet. And 
it's a lot more fancy than that. They were explaining a little bit, but they're like, basically there are three actors that were brought up that are most frequently searched in China. Yeah. Matt Damon. Because that was, that was made for the Chinese majority. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. They're like, well, we made it for the Chinese market. So we hit them and we went, okay, who are the three are the main art, the main actors that they like. Matt Damon, and there were, Bruce Willis and Willem Dafoe. Not quite. I think it was Matt Damon. Uh, there were two others. I forget who they were now, but I know it wasn't those two. Um, and they were like, okay, well, these other two, they're searched a lot, but most of the searchers are negative. There is not a single negative search on Matt Damon in China. Yeah, you, you weigh out the ratios. So they're like, let's cast Matt Damon. Yep. So they do. Yep. And they're like, that movie blew up in China. They loved it. Yeah. Like, because we hit the market we were trying to hit first. Mm-hmm. It blew up in the States, too. I it did okay. Be, they're be, like, it did all right the in the niche, States. Because of the niche of casting a white guy around a whole bunch of Chinese people. Well, that's the thing is like they caught they caught the huge China market by absolutely getting it correct. Chinese people love Matt Damon. So do I. He's apparently a a pretty good guy, probably. So they got them and then they got all of the reg like regular average everyday American who doesn't really notice when an entire cast of people of color has one white guy and that one white guy is the main character. Got all those people. And then like a handful of people who probably hate watched it. Or after having it explained to them, the logic behind that, the very correct logic behind that, probably did go to see it. I kind of wanted to see it and I'm just too lazy to go to the movies. I watched it with my father. So it's like, I feel like it probably did as well as it could because they got all the biggest markets. Chinese people who love Matt Damon and white Americans who just don't care. (laughs) White America. Yeah. So like that's your, that's your basic film. If Sony takes the same approach as legendary films, which fingers crossed because Sony owns a lot of the properties that they're hopefully going to be producing for. Right. If you're making a movie based on like the God of War franchise, any naughty dog property, there's so many Sony titles that they can work off of to make movies out of. Mm-hmm. And see, the thing too is if they decide to go for say anything from Santa Barbara, so God of War, pretty much. Ratchet and Clank was another movie that was really good. Yeah, it was. Or anything from Naughty Dog. We as fans and players have to hold them to the highest standard. Not like, okay, well, they're making a video game movie, so like we're expecting it to be shitty. It's not the kind of standards of like, I bought my grandma a smartphone. Right, exactly. She'll figure it out. She's a smart lady. This is <laughs> Naughty Dog Studios and like Santa Barbara Studios, which are two mainly Sony productions. Yeah. They have to be held to a higher standard of whether it be movie or TV series or whatever. Staying true to, I think their best bet is going to be, the, I think a lot of the fault in video game film adaptations is that you're trying to adapt like with the case of Tomb Raider. We went and saw the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. It was honestly, okay. it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. It second uh, one comes out next year. Again, you can just chop off the first 15 minutes and make it a much better movie. Right. But, or give us more context. Right. If one or the other, you gotta go one way or the other. But if you're going to do movies based on video games, it, I think that there's too much of a challenge trying to take a game that you're spending 20, 30, 40 hours on. Exactly. And trying to wrap that entire story up in a way that will make people happy in an hour and a half to two hours. Right. Even mm-hmm. three to four hours. Like, And that's pushing. It's not going to happen. That better be a monumental game that millions and millions and millions of people have played and loved. Right. And yeah. Definitely going to be like, yeah, let's Looking at you, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. That's like... That's why, like, the Uncharted movie that's been in limbo since, like, I don't know, 1929, I don't blame anybody for kind of dropping it. Because if they fuck it up, it's fucked up forever. They can never come back from that. But I think if they were to, say, tie in something, like the way that Overwatch has a game that you play, and then they have animated shorts that come out that give you more context to those characters. So if they were to do, like, you know... Nathan Drake has a whole list of things that he does in the games. Right. You if could, you, you want to give me a movie, it. if you want to give me a movie that takes place, say, between one and two, between two and three. Right. Or somewhere around that, that ties into the same universe, but gives me a different story that I haven't already played through. Yeah. If it's so between it feels going like, for Drake's fortune to El Dorado. Or, right. Yeah. Oh, man. I really want to, like, contact the Meatly now and be like, we should do a documentary about working at Joey Drew Studios. I feel like a documentary would be perfect for that. I mean, we could. 
definitely There's could. There's no reason why you can't. We should try. You should do it. Tweet it's them. True. Tweet them. Um, but yeah, like if they were going to make a Fallout movie, like no, don't try and put the entire context of your game into a film. Don't, don't even don't do like cut this part out of the podcast because I don't want Bethesda even getting that idea. No, uh, Nuka Studio or Nuka Break Studios, whoever did Nuka Break. Oh, uh, Nuka Break was so good. It was so good because it was an independent thing. Unfortunately, I learned because I follow uh, one of the actresses on Twitter, one of the producers, directors, something horrible, horrible man who like sexually harasses and assaults people. Terrible. I can't watch Nuka Break now because it's like oh. the person who made this is awful. And the people who are in this hate their job. I'm going to have to like turn that off in my brain because Nuka Break is so good <laughs> from start to finish. It was so good because it was its own thing. <laughs> mm. this, it seems like a thing in the film industry. If you think of a thing, the person who made it probably terrible. So tune in next week for This Week in Movies. <laughs> this Week in Films. Uh, twim. 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 A twim. Everything's going to be a twit. Oh, God. I mean, there's already twit This Week in Tech. Yeah, but we don't do that. No, we don't. Thank God. Yeah. God, I don't want to. I remember that. my professor being like, you better be careful with the this week in. I don't want to get a DCMA. Yeah. <laughs> eh, it's been Either fine. Way. Okay, so. So moving on from there. Finishing off on the Sony productions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are any names, t- named titles that Sony has announced, but they say production is underway now for some. We can only assume it's like under, under, Undertale? What? Who am I? Who is you? I got too heated but we'll just think of popular titles like god of war blah 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 uncharted that's what i was thinking of wow i am i'm not even drunk like i've had two uh (laughs) playstation productions will develop the movies and shows and sony picture studios will help distribute them of course they would like on playstation productions yeah i'm gonna go to um well i mean that's metro goldwyn meyer i mean they you know they gotta say that because i don't know either way uh, moving on from there, a little Riot Games news. Um, if you haven't been following us about this whole debacle with Riot Games. The um, whole they're walking out, they're not walking out. There's go a back protest, to the last no, there's not. Yes, two, there is. Three episodes? Two episodes. The last two episodes we've been talking about it. Uh, so Riot released a statement last Friday regarding the employee's walkout that occurred the week before, stating they will not be changing their arbitration policy during litigation. That's literally all they said. That's all I know is like they're, they're, they're still staying with private litigation. D- despite and... public outcry, the media, the employees, the fans of Riot Games, despite all of that, they are still sticking to their guns because those people signed a contract. Yeah. And they just they're also like still moving forth with actual business because I saw today that they were doing something with like game inclusivity, <laughs> which is so funny that they're trying to do something with like inclusivity with women. Yeah, uh okay it's sure not like, it's not just women but like the main thing is being inclusive to other people other than like instead of treating cis white dudes <laughs> instead of treating real women like people how about we treat video game women I just, like I just people see if i can find it to outline how bad private arbitration is i just heard about this today so lularoe the company that makes the terrible leggings the pyramid scheme company that makes the terrible leggings yeah i'd like to have that on record um they are in the middle of a bunch of class action lawsuits for various reasons, up to fraud and stealing money from their consultants and selling things that aren't as advertised, which is a crime, and a whole bunch of other things. There are like 50 class action lawsuits with thousands and thousands of people involved. And they are in, they pushed for private arbitration for all of them so that they won't see a jury. That's why it's a problem because one company run by two people is in private arbitration with thousands of people with millions of dollars at stake, maybe even more than millions of dollars at stake that they are frauding out of people, but they're not going to see a jury or a judge because private arbitration. That's why it's bad. Like, I feel like it's like, oh yeah, whatever. Like you're just in a room and you just talk and it's fine. It's not fine (laughs) because this is how big companies with bad hair get away with things. <laughs> yeah. Is they they go because these no, people no. are professional. I don't know if you've ever listened to a salesperson, but my yeah. god, some of those people they say that they could sell a freezer to an Eskimo, they're not kidding. Yeah. And it just it takes one person who's like a skeptic to be like, "No, no, thank you. I I'm not interested. I already 
I already have that thing that you have. You have to be like an anti-salesman. Yeah, see, I can't find what I'm looking thinking for. of, oh, but wow. um, I did see while scrolling through my whole bunch of news that they are also launching a League of Legends Pro viewer for like the Overwatch yeah. viewer for esports. Yeah, so you can so they're, they're, switch they're still trying to capitalize and... on everything they have. Of course, why wouldn't you? I mean, you're still a business. You still got to like continuing paying the employees you're not trying to sue or fire uh either way so uh if there's anything else developing with that obviously we'll try our best and yeah. keep up with it that's the tea on uh that. moving on from there sarah's favorite the sims 4 yeah uh a little late for us but ea is offering the sims 4 base game for free currently on origin until may 28th which is this coming tuesday uh the offer is only for the base game not the deluxe edition or any of the game's expansions it's only available for PC players, so if you're looking for it for the PS4 or the Xbox, uh, you're out of luck. Sorry. Uh, you will keep the game forever for free, even after May 28th, as long as you redeem the game before then. Yes. And I learned today um, that an official EA person, this is what I was looking for earlier when we were at home, and I was like, what was it that I saw on Twitter? Okay. Um, it was somebody who works at EA said that in a few months, they're going to be releasing up to like 350 different swatches for base game items, which is just like color options for items that already exist in the game, which is great because some of the color options are for some garbage. of the items in the base game are freaking terrible. That's why you just play black and white. Honestly, it's she great. Does. It's very freeing. Um, so that's exciting because if you get the base game now, it's going to be even better in a few months when they add more color options for things i think the base game itself is definitely worth it, it i is, shouldn't I, sh I shouldn't have spent the extra four dollars on the deluxe edition it doesn't matter it came with it, the soundtrack that it really adds like no experience there's nothing to it i think the base game is great it's very fun the base game since the game came out in 2015 has been updated and added to so many times that it really exists as its own thing. You don't need the expansions. It's not like the other Sims games where it's like you have two shirts and one pair of pants. Good luck. <laughs> There's thousands of items and it's great. So if you ever have been interested in playing the Sims, just fucking do it. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, well, on top of that, uh, EA does have a countdown for the exact time the offer ends on the Sims 4 page on origin.com. So go ahead. Uh, we Did we put a link to that? In the show notes? Yes. So yeah. there will be a link in the show notes. Yep, Go you just have to out. make an origin account and um, redeem it and everything, and, and it's fine. And have the launcher. Yeah, so having the launcher sucks, but it's also, like, not the worst thing ever, you know? Yeah, it's it. Or the origin launcher is one of the least offensive ones offensive I've ever ones. seen. Launching Steam it's these days is net. harder. You know, when I think about it, like, if, if, if you consider each launcher its own console, in a way. Yeah. That's I'm the way like, I have why to is it that it. I'm so excited about collecting every console that's out right now? But not but every like, launcher. I hate the launcher thing. Yeah. When it's so much easier to just click a different launcher than it is to like reconnect a different system, unless you have a an HDMI or hub. It's, you know, a lot of it too is it's a lot easier to click a different launcher to know where every game is than going through your whole fucking Steam library to find that one game. Every time I launch Steam, it opens like four windows trying to advertise to me things and like my friends list, my library, Morgan's library, and I'm like, can you calm down? I just opened this to talk to somebody. Yeah. For five minutes. Can you please calm down, Steam? Where Origin, weirdly, I open it, it shows me the Sims 4 page, and it gives me the game. That's yeah, all I ask. Absolutely. Uh, moving on from there. Uh, DC Universe Online. Uh, DC Universe Online is coming to the N Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was first released in 2011 for the PS3, Xbox One, and PC. Or Xbox 360 and PC. Uh, uh, but has been updated fairly regularly and has been brought to the next generation of consoles, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, the game is free to play, but expansions and optional content and features will cost money per usual, like everything else is FTP. Uh, they have a monthly membership that's $14.99 that allows access to all extra content. So essentially it's the season pass, but not really because it's going to cost you upwards of $140 for a year. So yeah this is more of an info thing but not really uh moving on from that some valve news it's 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 not great valve news it actually it's not bad valve news either it's not but because this actually, i'm indifferent it works hopefully uh it does because sarah's used it so uh valve has released a steam chat app for ios and android 
Uh, the app allows group chats, which the basic Steam app does not currently. Uh, it also enhanced the one-on-one -on -one chatting function, which the original Steam app lacked any functionality at all. Uh, there is no voice chat, but Valve says they are currently working on adding that as well. Um, I know Sarah has used it recently, like since it was announced, because it helped her reconnect with someone with another friend as well. So, like, I know it works enough. I don't... Just going to say crazy idea. Just use Discord. Right. That's the thing is we use Discord for everything. for everything. But I'm sure there are people out there that have friends on Steam that they don't have on Discord. Right. So like, exactly. Or just don't even use Discord or don't know what Discord is. Yeah. Because you've like, got like weird thinking that we when we people, yeah, when a AV Underground interviewed Kevin McMillan, who edited for Cloud9 for a yeah. while, I was like, well, what website do you want me to link you to link people to? Like, do you have like a professional email or like if someone wants to get a hold of you for an editing job or something? He's like. Honestly, this is going to sound dumb. My Steam account. Yeah. He's like, you can always find me on Steam. I live there. You so use like the Steam app, right? The chat app? No. You didn't? I thought you did. Nope. I wanted to and then I forgot. Well, shit. Well, Sorry. We're going to go ahead and retcon the last two minutes. Yeah. Oh, did you say just... that I had? <laughs> well, I thought you did with talking with Isaac. No, I was on the computer. Um, he had used it to make a group chat right. with me and one other person. And I guess it worked really well because I received his message. Yeah. And I okay. assume that he saw our responses. That was my mistake. Don't listen to the last two minutes. Moving on from that. <laughs> yeah, moving on from that. <laughs> Go back is, in time um, and I'm gonna, this yeah. is all you proxy, buddy. Oh, I, God. I want you to imagine uh, taps we, playing we, in yeah, your head. Uh, moment of silence. I was just going to say, can you play taps over this? We need like an 8-bit version of taps. Oh, my God. Um, so anyway, many years ago... 2012. The year is 2012. <laughs> the world is going to end by December 21st. Uh, people are going absolutely crazy, and a really terrible movie came out about that year. Uh, but also, the Ouya hits Kickstarter and becomes one of the fastest-backed projects in the website's history. Yep. You were so excited. I was very excited. I backed for one Ouya console. It was a free-slash-open-source... Oh, free-to-develop-for platform running on Android... Anyone could develop for it. When it came out was slightly before the, like when it hit Kickstarter, I should say, was before the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch hit the marketplace with full ability for indie devs to put games on it. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the ergonomics of their controller and how it was so good and they worked with so many people on it and it had a touchpad on it, which was incredible at the time. At the time, yeah. Because this is before the PS4 came out. Yep. So they were just innovating, doing their thing, and I was very excited and got it. Honestly, I, I loved it for a while because it was one of those things like every their main focus is every game in the store had to have a free demo. Aww. You cannot put a game up and not let people try it before they buy it. Mm -hmm. Which I think should be a law. Whether it's a timed thing, whether it's like progress based, uh, a level type mm -hmm. deal. Yeah, progress based. It had to have a demo of some sort. So I got to play a lot of different games on it. Uh, because it'll run the Unity engine and it will run Unreal Engine 3. Shit. So huge deal. Yeah. Ouya launches. It gets out there. I hate to say that the most of the reason that I stopped playing it is the controller connectivity just shot out. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I could use an Xbox One controller or a, like wired mm -hmm. because they go to USB and it'll use those just fine. But there's like one USB port in the back. Yeah, not ideal. I would have to put a hub into it and hope that everything works out okay. <laughs> but... So outside of that, though, a uh, few years down the line, Ouya has done a few updates, but not a whole lot to the system, and they get bought out by Razer. Mm -hmm. And I thought someone is going to take this where it needs to go because Razer develops so much gaming peripherals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the whole UI is going to change from the orange to like Razer green. It's going to be so cool. And almost nothing changed. Yeah. Almost nothing changed about the Ouya setup. They basically just... They bought it and they then left it alone. It. Instead of adopting a child, they were just babysitting for a couple hours they while staring at their phone. Yeah. It's like when you buy someone's pop, they never took it out of the box and put it on another shelf, just collecting dust elsewhere. Yeah. It's like that was the equivalent. And unfortunately, Razer is closing the Ouya store, officially ending the final stand of support for the Ouya. Uh, Ouya was Kickstarted project from 2012, earned $8.5 million on Kickstarter, uh, launched in the public in June of 2013. GameStop sold it for a little while. Like it came in this cute little box and you slide it open and there's a just a big old paper there that said, thank you for believing. Uh, and I was like, oh, 
my I think my favorite thing about the Ouya is when you launch it and it goes, ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Um, like it had some good games on it. Like, I bought one Saturday morning cart, uh, Saturday morning RPG that I liked it on the Ouya. Like, they have it for Steam, but I liked it on the Ouya because your spell book in the game is a trapper keeper and your spells are scratch and sniff stickers that you put on it. So when you're in battle, you use spells by picking a scratch and sniff sticker and actually scratching the controller on oh. the touchpad. And the more you scratch off the sticker, the more powerful your spell. Well, and I was like, that is so Oregon cool. Trail. Yeah, we played Oregon Trail. That's where I found out about Towerfall. Yeah. And, and then eventually Towerfall <laughs> Ascension. I was read at the end of the article I was reading about this. It said one of the, the biggest titles that came out for the Ouya was Towerfall. It was like monumental for the Ouya. It was. Which later, like a year later, released on the PS4 and the PC and the Xbox One. And I was just like, that's so tragic. No. It really was. Um, but the store and any related online services will be usable until June 25th, 2019, at which point any Ouya owner may not be able to play games if the game requires an online check at launch. But Razer says that Ouya owners who are worried that they may not be able to play their games after the online store is shut down can contact the game's developers for more information yeah, I mean, to see if the games will require an online check at launch or not. To yeah. be fair, the Ouya is just an Android. They made it to well, one of the biggest selling you points of it when they kickstarted it was that it's hacker friendly. Right. Mm, They're like exactly. opening and tearing this console apart will not void your warranty on the console. It's 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 welcomed, encouraged. Yeah. They're like, We'd want, we want to see people make their own cases for this. We want to see you tear it apart, rebuild it, put it back it's together, and make it your own It's a raspberry pie in a, in a cute container. Yeah. That's literally all it is. And so, like, I want to turn mine into a little emulation machine. Yeah. yeah. It's And adorable. that's, like, all it'll do is, like, play SNES games. And emulation like, station. Yeah. Because there's a chance that all the games that you bought for it might not be even all, playable. Like three of them. Yeah. Which actually what really stinks. sucks. Dub Wars is a game that I found on Kickstarter because of the Ouya. <laughs> I downloaded the demo for the Ouya and it was a twin stick. You go around and your ship launches attacks based on the music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is incredible because I love rhythm games, sound yeah. games. And it handled so well on the Ouya. Nope. And I went to go back it on Kickstarter and it was like, you're only able to back the Steam version. And I was like, oh, but why? That's so weird. And I messaged them and I'm like, can I back it on Ouya? And there's like, there's no option to do that right now. I'm like, what but the I, heck? But I want to give you my money. Yeah. So... <laughs> I ended up buying it on Steam or backing it on Steam. Yeah. So I got my Steam key for it. It doesn't handle well. It handled much better on the Ouya, which is weird to say. Yeah. But Considering. it did. Um, there, It was a really fun time. It, it made huh? me feel like a kid again having the Ouya because it's like there's all these titles. And if you remember back in the days of the PS1, PS2, when everything was still really experimental and mm -hmm. you didn't have... Aside from like you had main franchises like Call of Duty uh, and Halo, but for the most part, yeah, mo for the most part, there were titles coming out that you're like, I've never heard of this. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard of this Back random in the RPG. Days of demo discs. Yeah, and that's what the Ouya felt like was that experience. There are there's no Halo or no uh, there's not a Crash Bandicoot. There's not Mario on it. There's it's no just, standard platformer. For right. It. So you go on there, and one of my favorite games on there was Rush Brothers, which is a rhythm based platformer where you have the two rush brothers. There's a red one and a blue one and they, they have different powers and stuff. It's just, it was so cool and so neat and I loved it. And it was also the first console to my knowledge. Someone can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first console I knew of that had an app for Twitch. It's how I found out what Twitch was huh? because I was like, what is, I was browsing the media apps. I'm like what Back is when it was Twitch? Still Josh TV? Uh, no, it was slightly after that, but yeah. Or Justin or whatever. Whatever the heck it was. Some J name. <sighs> but yeah. So that's how I found out about Twitch in the first place. That's how I found out about a handful of really good indie games like Oregon Trail, Saturday Morning RPG. Yeah. And it's sad to see it go. But really, I haven't used mine as an Ouya in forever. No, I think. No, we, we kicked it on like last year. And that was the last time I remember you having it on. Before we moved into the same apartment building, we hung out once and played like one Jackbox game. And that's oh, all yeah. I can remember. That's the only that was years ago. Oh my god, yeah, we did. <laughs> it was so long ago. Triggers. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh it's a sad day. How yep. much did you but back it for? Hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. Did you get anything special with it? I got it. Because then it came out for the public at a hundred dollars. Yep. 
That's not how Kickstarter is supposed well, to work. To be fair, though, he got a Kickstarter edition of the Ouya, which I mean, is technically a collector's item. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you don't want to turn that thing into an emulator um, supreme, you can fucking sell that to you, some collector. You can probably go in there and find the serial number to it, and that'll be... <laughs> one. <laughs> serial number serial one. Serial number based off of, they can track what year, what month this came out, and yeah. what it was, and you'd be like, oh, that's from the Kickstarter. Um, yeah. yeah. If you that's really a, wanted to go for it. That's a good point. Proxy is nostalgic, and he's amazing about that, and that'll turn into our new emulation station. Yep. It's going to happen. Anyway, uh, are, we, are we all set with our ooyah taps? Yeah. Tapuya. I would say let's just fly through the rest of these little yep. side notes. I'm going to fly right through them. Uh, so the... the done. You're not Bye. flying through it if you have to fuck up so many times. I always do this. Uh, so the development team behind the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, Abomination, uh, have announced that they're delaying the release of the film to... Uh, Valentine's Day 2020, fully acknowledging that they would rather not overwork the animation team to get the movie out by its original release date in September. Good move. Good hate move. that it has to happen. Yeah, but I hate that everybody else won. Maybe, I hate it. Maybe with this delay to Valentine's Day, it'll become our new Deadpool, and it'll actually be good. I hope so. Because Deadpool came out on Valentine's Day. I also hope so. I'm in the same kind of boat. Like, yeah, the character design wasn't perfect. I loved him, I would have gotten used to it. Yeah, I loved yeah. him. Oh, absolutely. But if they can change the design just enough that it looks like... It's mostly his body. Like, the right. head it's, is okay. His his torso is too long. They basically just went like, let's take a human body and just shrink it. Right, exactly. Put Sonic's head on it. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to digress. On, or we're that not being said, Sonic delayed. More. Thank you Sonic for delayed next. not overworking people. Uh, so the 2020 Call of Duty game, you know, Call of Duty blah, 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 uh, has been... Uh, Given an official title, it is literally called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, don't be confused with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Or don't be confused with any of the other 18 Modern Warfare games that have right. fucking come out. Uh, so, so you the know watch- the order of things. It's Call of Duty Modern 4 Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Obviously. it's the battlefield logic. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. It really, I can't get into uh, it again. So <laughs> the logic was that Call of Duty 4 was called Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So logically, the fourth Modern Warfare game should just be called Modern Warfare. Logically, kind of, my ass. I think they thought it would be confusing if it was Modern Warfare well, 4. See, I The <laughs> thing I think they're thinking of is SEO. Is yeah. If you Google Modern Warfare, Warfare 4 currently, it'll come up with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. But if you were to call, go Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 4, it's still going to come up with that old game, not the new one. So it, just yeah, do Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I think this makes sense in a really stupid way. It does. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of it, it's going to be like God of War. You know, they, they one, two, three, Ascension, God of War. Battlefield, you know... Don't even two, get three, me four. started on Battlefield. <laughs> two, three, oh, no. four, one, five. Battlefield. What, whatever the original name was. Two, three, four, one, one five. five. Why? I can't. So it, a lot of it's <laughs> going to go along with, you're going to have to put the year in if you're going to Google it. Either way, don't Google it. Just fucking play it. it yeah. And then finally, um, if you are a fan of Telltale Games and you have bought, you have been wanting to buy them on GOG.com, you have until Monday, May 27th at 6 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, that is, because all of Telltale's entire entire catalog that is on GOG is going away. Yep. So they're slowly so disappearing you, from yeah, everywhere. If you want DRM free games by Telltale, you have until this Monday coming like, up. Like pretty soon it's going to come to the point where the only place you can buy a Telltale game is at GameStop if somebody happened to return it and it's pre-owned. Yeah, that's they're right. going to be fucking gone, which is crazy. Like people made those games. But hopefully we'll <laughs> we'll see Come like E3, a lot more companies that have hired the people from Telltale. Oh, I hope so. And have bought the contracts. Netflix. Like Netflix, exactly. Yeah. Have bought the contracts off of them to continue these games. Yeah. So, so. Like, they're, like they were doing a Batman, another Batman Arkham series. They were mm-hmm. doing this, they're doing that. So hopefully we see more of those people who are on these projects going on a, either A, on their own and starting their own production studios mm-hmm. and doing something for themselves or B, going into a bigger, better studio that's not going to fuck them over. Sure hope so. Also, I'm literally mentally exhausted thinking about yet another Batman game. Just wanted to throw that out there. I can't do it. I mean, there's going to be yet another. There's like Starring Batman Edward movie. Cullen. There's so many. Yeah. I can't. 
Either I mean, way, that's, that's fine. That, that's it. That that's being said, thank you guys so much for stopping by. We have life to go live. We do. <laughs> so we're going to leave you with that. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget to check out the Amazon mystery link in the description. If you're interested in playing the Sims four, there's a link to that as well. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on. I quit. No. Oh, yeah, and Morgan quit again. Also, so. do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube.com and type in the search bar, long, long man commercial, and just find the compilation version. It's like six minutes long. It's like six minutes long, maybe seven minutes long. Just watch the whole thing. It's really great. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. And otherwise, we'll see you again next week. And until then, happy gaming. See ya. This Week in Gaming is a Yeah Dude Gamers production. Pre-production planning and show outline by Sarah Green. On-air organization and mediation by Morgan. Post-production audio and mixing by me, Josh Needham. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. And check out our other podcasts, AV Underground, a show where Watson and myself discuss the struggles of getting started as a content creator. We often interview up-and-coming streamers, writers, photographers, and other content creators about their thoughts on getting started. Or Health and Mana, where Annabelle and I review multiplayer games and discuss how gaming ties into our relationship. This podcast has been brought to you by the support of our Patreon backers. To become a backer and show your support for the show, or to find out more about Yadude and what we do, check out yadudegamers.com. And hey, thanks. Thanks.